1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. I just won an argument online about fact-checking, and I'm very excited about it because they came at me sideways, and I was right. And now I want to share the history of this person because it wasn't surprising that this person came at me sideways. It was surprising that it was about this, which I assumed was common knowledge, but I also remember that I have random fifth grade trivia in my brain from when I taught it. So even though I still think of myself as someone who cannot retain certain facts and history and trivia, I feel like there's some stuff that just doesn't pass us. That said... Not all of us were taught everything, given the context of this whole entire series I've been doing. But today, we're talking about Lewis Howard Latimer. If you've never heard of him, buckle up, baby, because I'm reading a Wikipedia. Obviously, that's not it, but we're starting there today. Lewis Howard Latimer was born in September of 1848, and he was an African American inventor, and he was a patent draftsman. His inventions included an evaporative air conditioner, an improved process for manufacturing carbon filaments for light bulbs, and an improved toilet system for railroad cars. In 1884, he joined the Edison Electric Light Company, in which he worked as a draftsman. Latimer's inventions in the design of carbon filaments, which were used in incandescent light bulbs, significantly improved the bulb's efficiency and made it more practical for everyday use. His contributions to the lighting industry helped make electrical lighting more accessible and affordable. And Thomas Edison might be credited with inventing the practical incandescent light bulb, but if it weren't for Latimer's contributions and these developments, it wasn't going to be Thomas Edison making them a household object. According to a 2020 CNN article, It started in 1878 when Thomas Edison spent over a year trying to develop an incandescent light bulb using electricity to heat a thin filament. And according to the Franklin Institute, that bulb looked a lot like what we're used to today, the filament in a glass bulb. But after years of experiments and thousands of tests of various filament materials, the longest lasting light bulb could only last for 15 hours before it burned out. Around this same time that he was experimenting using carbonized filaments of baywood or cedar or bamboo and other fibers, so was Latimer. He was just a year younger than Edison. And Latimer was a well-known inventor of the time, known for working closely with Alexander Graham Bell, who invented the telephone. Though there are a lot of claims that the invention is actually Latimer's. According to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Latimer improved upon Edison's original design. Latimer created a light bulb with a more durable filament made of carbon, and he sold that patent to the U.S. Electric Company in 1881. A year later, he patented a process for efficiently manufacturing the carbon filament. He even wrote a book in 1890 on electric lighting, the first of its kind. Because of Latimer's contributions, incandescent light bulbs, became more affordable and practical. Now, upon digging into research so I could double down and win that argument online, I obviously found out quite a bit about his early life, which I really had no prior knowledge on. According to Wikipedia, again, he was born in Chelsea, Massachusetts, the youngest of four, to Rebecca Latimer and George Latimer. But before Lewis was born, his mother and father escaped slavery in Virginia, and fled to Chelsea, Massachusetts on October 4th, 1842. The day they arrived in Boston, George was recognized by a colleague of his former slave owner and was arrested a few days later. But George's trial went mainstream for the time, so he was represented by Frederick Douglass and William Lloyd Garrison, and eventually able to purchase his freedom and live with his family in Chelsea, Massachusetts. When Latimer was young, he spent time, before his father left, helping his father in the barber shop. Louis Latimer also spent time at night hanging wallpaper with his father. When Latimer was 10, his mother decided to split the family after the Dred Scott case ruled individual slaves need to prove they had the consent of their owner to legally become free. Many slaves at the time, such as the Latimers, had lived free by escaping into free states and becoming state citizens, who would often not be sent back to their owners if apprehended by interstate slave catchers. This caused Lewis's father, George Latimer, to flee for his family's safety because he had nothing to prove he was free from enslavement, so he fled to protect his family. After his father had to flee and his mother had to split the family, Lewis and his brothers were sent to a farm school, and his sisters were sent to stay with a family friend. At 16, Lewis Howard Latimer joined the U.S. Navy. He served for a year. After receiving an honorable discharge, he ended up being employed by an office with a patent law firm, Crosby, Halstead & Gould, with a $3 per week salary. This is where he learned how to use a ruler and drafting tools like a set square, which I had never heard of, but pretty quickly his boss recognized his talent for sketching patent drawings, so he was promoted to position of head draftsman, earning $20 a week by 1872, which according to a quick Google search is worth. Worth 505 bucks a week. In November of 1873, Lewis H. Latimer married Mary Wilson Lewis, and they had two daughters, Emma Jeanette and Louise Rebecca. Jeanette went on to marry Gerald Fitzherbert Norman, the first black person hired as a high school teacher in New York City public school systems, and they had two kids. One of them was Winifred Latimer Norman, a social worker who served as the guardian of her grandfather's legacy and Gerald Latimer Norman, who became an administrative law judge. In 1879, Latimer and his wife, Mary, moved to Bridgeport, Connecticut, along with his mom, Rebecca, and his brother, William. They settled in a neighborhood called Little Liberia, which had been established in the early 19th century by free blacks. And his brother, George A. Latimer, and his wife, Jane, her sister, Margaret, and her husband, and their kids, already lived in the neighborhood. Tomorrow, I'll be sharing basically a list of the things he made because it's pretty impressive resume. And truth be told, before I knew the light bulb bit, I didn't know all of these. So tomorrow, too did for that. In the meantime, you can check this stuff out in its entirety for yourself, of course. It's all linked in the show notes if you're interested. Either way, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, my friend